Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Welcome back to part two of our sit down with Gregory Zarian. And if you haven't heard it, tune into part one. We talk about his life, what it's like growing up with a twin brother, how he got his job on Days of Our Lives, how he got fired from Days of Our Lives, how he was a male model, ended up on General Hospital. We talk about cancel culture. We talk about rabid fans. I'm going to call it what it is. Someone once sent him, well, you guys have to stay tuned to hear what this cat did. You got to listen to it. You can listen to part two without it, but it's going to make more sense. And now part two of our sit down with Gregory Zarian. We're going to talk housewives, guys. Did you like feel redeemed? I did. I did. And I never became arrogant or cocky about it. I'm just forever grateful. Like I, I am forever grateful. I don't, you know, when I hear things that people become bitchy or snobby or you have no idea how hateful they are because of their celebrity. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Me and either. I don't get it. I mean, if you to this day still don't handwrite a thank you note and um, say thank you and please, especially now during pandemic and shutdown, you need to close your eyes and spend some time because here's the thing. One minute, as Heidi Klum says, either you're in or you're out. So it's... Yeah, I don't. I don't take any of it for granted. So I, uh, I, I'm my kid's parent, and it's all about gratitude and all about, you know. I believe I'm the child of immigrants, and I believe that when they came to this country, they taught us how to be over gracious, and we're guests. We are guests. So I, uh, I will never not be grateful for all the stuff that I got. And so, like, too. how great is it when someone's like, you know that person's amazing and like, oh my God, I met them and like, they're so humble. Like that's the turn on. Like when you put your ego aside and people are like, no, I love your work, but wait, you're actually also really humble. That's kind of how I try to be in life. But it's a great way because here's the thing. It's whenever somebody wants to take a photo with me, I always say, let me take a photo with you first. Because it's about them. I don't, 
you know, I don't, I, you know, you know, a great show what Criminal Minds, the fans of Criminal Minds, 15 years, they are just steadfast and received me in such a way that, you know, they are all over my social media. They are receptive. And it's like, like it's Criminal Minds Spain is really nice to me. Um, I don't take any of it for granted. And if somebody says, hey, especially like even with Matt, hey, we used to have him send me a headshot or do it. Are you absolutely? Yes. I will, please, I will send a card. I will send a headshot. I will do whatever because you're watching me and you like what I'm doing. And I, I didn't ask for it. So, you know, I've, I've asked for jobs in regards to me auditioning and really hoping that my work will get me onto a show because I don't expect anything to ever be given to me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm lucky with some of the greatest fans. What about, because like you said, like General Hospital, I think General Hospital and soap fans in general, they're like Housewives fans. I mean, they're rabid. They, and here's what I love the Florence too. They love my twin. And um, yeah, it's super grateful. So General Hospital fans love you very much. What's Forever. like, what's the craziest thing like a fan has ever done of General Hospital to you? I mean, before social media, on social media? You know, uh, it wasn't, here I'll tell you, it wasn't um, General Hospital, it was Days. Um, I still lived at home when I was at Days, my dad's house, and through a friend, there, I, her name was Sheila, she became obsessed, and <clears throat> she found out where I lived, and she took me to see the play Cats. And I was like, yeah, sure, okay. She became so obsessed that she sent me a black cat after Cats. And then she came home one day and um, she was in my bedroom. So she learned how to jump the wall, climb through my bedroom window, and um, she took taxis and said, I'm the mayor's son's girlfriend and um, stalked me-ish. That's the craziest thing that's ever happened and um, like wild. Well, I mean, I know you're a nice guy and all, but when she invited you to go see Cats, did you think maybe, and that's nice of you to go. Well, uh, we, we had hung out with her friend. And wow. I thought, who doesn't want to go to the heavy side layer? Up, up, up to the heavy side layer. I mean, who doesn't want to do that, right? Yes. And I'm sorry uh, that it'll die in a second. I mean, like, you know, there's people like that listen to the show that I talk to over an extended period of time that I meet up. But, you know, just some random person. But it sounds like it may not have been that. But... Yeah, like when she sent you an actual live cat where you, do you, you have know, any like, say? You know, when you, yeah, when you befriend somebody, but then when it gets into that, you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yes, I, uh, I've had some really weird gifts sent to me um, with social media being so rampant these days. Um, there's some stuff like when I was on Westworld this year, like, like wait, what do you want? Who? You know what, who, yeah, so it's, as, as, as grateful as I am, some of the stuff is like, and I think it's just connecting. And then, and then here's what's interesting is 
I really support three charities. And when you say I support this, some of the stuff that, you, and then I, because I feel guilty about everything, I have to like, I can't give you my credit card. I have to stop because then you get pummeled with, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. And then, well, you know, I named my, my fish after you. I'm like, stop. Like, I love you. Thank you so much. Um, let me retweet. Yes. Well, when you got this black cat, let's just take a moment. Like, did you, I mean, like if you sent me a cat, like just physically, it wouldn't be here. I mean, I wouldn't throw it out the window. It would be somewhere else. David. Yes. I'm at your door. Yes. It's a little, could you? I mean, you could send me vodka. You can send me. No, I'm gonna send you a little kitten. A gift certificate to, you know, uh, Bloomingdale's or Bergdorf, but an actual live animal. That. My new favorite store is Aloe. Do you know Aloe Yoga? They do some really great. No. Um, you know, it, it was weird. And I remember calling her and going, you need to get the cat. So I was, was going like, to say, so you sent the cat back. Well, she said, you're my rum tum tugger. And she was British. And of course, you're like, my rum tum tugger. I'm like, uh, and we had a dog. Like, take the cat. And it was in a cage. I'm like, take the cat. And she came and took the cat. Yeah, your pussy's at the gate, gotta go. Kind of. Well, that's the responsible thing to do. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, yeah, I mean, a cat, I mean, listen, it's, it's just a whole interesting, that's a whole nother show. You'll have to come back. Cause I could talk about celebrity culture and what it stands for. And it's, it's interesting. Like just the psychological aspect of like, what you're doing for someone else. Like in a way it's all about them. I mean, it's about you, but it's, it's just like, it's a topic I could talk about forever and fame and just the whole thing. I could take like a rabbit hole I could talk about for days. Um, then let's you and I go down the rabbit hole. Let's do it when we're either here or there. Cause yeah, I don't, you know, I'll say it again. I don't, I don't take any of what I do for granted. I'm grateful for everything. I just did a great speaking of modeling. I did a great event at Neiman Marcus in Orange County and there were people that had seen me on TV and they were actually from Hong Kong. And they were still like, can we get a photo with you? Yes, and boom, done, thank you so much. Um, I love my job, but I think it's, it's trying to be tactile with something. You know, when you, I was one of my very first TV jobs, I played a rapist. It was an unsolved mysteries thing. And it was way before social media and I remember being in the market with my mom and somebody went there. He raped her. He raped her. I'm like, I'm with my mom and we're buying, we're buying vodka and Doritos. Stop. You right. know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it, it's such, it's, it's believe and make believe. And it's, um, yeah. And even with being my twins, I mean, we, David, that's, it's a whole different show being, being with Lawrence and we do something called twins time and it's super fun. And we are playing off each other, playing off words. We have been able to do some really great stuff for project angel food. And we're very aligned with the Trevor project. So we, we get to do some great stuff, but the, Oh my God, it, it's, it's just fascinating. You know, yeah. we, we are such open, hearts that we don't want to say no but then sometimes like even his publicists still say like guys you got to stop like okay yeah well and also i just the bottom line is 
99% of the time with those situations, like you won't, it's, it won't stop. Like you, you answer and DM, it could go on for seven years if you're not the, like, it just, you'll never be the last one. Whatever you say, you will get a response. Not knocking that. I'm just saying like, it won't be enough. Like, don't you get it? Cause here's the thing. Yeah. I, I'm going to turn this back on you with all the, like, let's just go, let's go housewives. Yes. With all the housewife fame and fandom and just say you're in, you've interviewed Kathy Wachile. People love mm-hmm. Kathy. And I'm sure tons of people come at you then say, oh. like, they want to be connected to you to get to her. All the time. Well, two things, right. All the time. Like in person too. Like I went to an event I like a year ago. I don't even know what the event was. It was in Atlantic City. It was with like Margaret Josephs. I think Teresa was there. It was three housewives. And like long story short, like then there was an after party and like some guys like hitting on me. And like eventually, listen, I'm from New York. So like I, I got it. Like, I, you know, and I'm a Gemini. So I can tell who's, you know, and eventually it took a minute, but I'm like, yeah, you're just into this to get to like Margaret. Like you can just skip all this. Like you just have to ask me for three seconds if you want to meet Margaret, she's right over there. Like, but it was more complicated than that. But yeah, so people that happens where people are trying to get to a housewife or the opposite, like to you in the grocery store, someone saying there's the rapist, like reality TV is a whole nother line because then like I'll have a guest on like yesterday's guest was Candace. Dillard from Potomac. I don't know if you watch Real Housewives of Potomac. So now it's like 8,000 hate comments about how much they hate her. It's like, well, I mean, I love her because we bonded like this in real life. Like, so I, I don't, like whatever she did on the show. And then people are like, and also it's just a guest on my show. Like, this isn't me, even if you do hate this person. So it's like, that's a whole nother. It just goes on and on, like either positive sure. or negative. But it's like, so she did this, but I mean, people's opinions are just so deep like of all like i hate candace because and you're just like what like where does all this come from there's 17 reasons here like i don't even understand so it's just it's interesting like social media has taken it to a whole different level and i think reality tv has and especially and i would let even like with where people are politically there are people oh god you know it's it, it Politically is a whole nother thing because I've had, yeah, like one, it works both ways. I've had, cause I don't, I definitely don't comment when someone comes on politically cause that's just a whole nother thing. But like, I'll have someone on, it just happened recently. I had Claudia Jordan from the housewives. I have Judy Gold. She's a comedian. I like Claudia Jordan. I, she, she's gorgeous. She t- she's gorgeous and she tells it like it is. She came on nothing political she was talking about when she was on celebrity apprentice that i mean her truth like and that's the other thing you tell your truth i'm not here to whether i believe you or not i don't make a comment but she talked about she was kissed twice by donald trump and melania cheats and ivanka's his favorite because she's the prettiest all this stuff that was coming out of her mouth which i'm like you say what you want and then i got a ton of hate from trump supporters that like how could i my podcast be political i'm like a if you noticed, I didn't make one comment. B, I'm not sure this is political at all. Like, it's about just someone cheating and a private jet. And when you're like, it's just, and how is this now political? And, you know, I mean, 
to the extent that certain people were like, I have unsubscribed. I will no longer be listening. To that point, you're just like, good. Okay. Uh, okay. You don't have to. Oh, I posted a photo of my parents with Ronnie Reagan. They used to go to his ranch. David, I was assaulted. And, you know, I, I got defensive with one person because I said, I need you to shut your fucking face. Oh, I, I, I have my days. I yeah. need you to stop. Well, you know, Ronald did this and AIDS and HR. I'm like, stop. I lived, I get it. I was there. Right. Ronald Reagan said to tear down the wall, Mr. Gorbachev. My mother was born in Berlin, Germany. She, up until the moment she died, she heard the sirens of the war. She remembered, and they were, they were, they said, fuck you to Hitler, so, and the Nazi party. So my mother was on our side. You know, she was, she just happened to be born there and happened to be German. When the wall came up, and she lost most of her family and friends because there was this separation. So when the walls came down and I looked in my mom's eyes, the wall came down and I looked in her eyes, there was this sense of coming home that to this day I will never forget. And I told him that and he goes, yeah, that's really sweet, I don't care. Well, fuck you. Who were we? And I lost a shitload of friends and followers and people because here's the deal, politically I speak my truth and I was brought up as a gentleman. A man treats a woman this way, you are kind, you don't lie, and you don't mess with people. It's who I am. I don't believe in certain things. And if you're not gonna like what I have to say, that's fine. But just the anger and the hate for me posting something shocked me. Oh yeah, I mean, I just have the problem where it's like, I, I really was raised this way. I mean, in a way, maybe it's very selfish, but it's like, you can think whatever you want. I don't care if you're on this side or that side. Everyone has the right to an opinion. I don't understand where we got here in the world. And wait, you want it like in- Well, back to prostate cancer. We all have an asshole and we- Right. And the other thing is like, when in life do you want, like did it come to wanting to surround yourself only with people that think exactly like you, but it's, you, you can't have this conversation. It will, you won't win. It will just, people, it'll go on for a year. Like it doesn't just matter. Just tell me why you think that way. But that's why my dad was a great politician. He would say, tell me why, tell me why you feel that way. Tell me why I need to vote for somebody else. Tell me why, you know, for a man that was so conservative, you know, he voted for Proposition 8. You know, he, he, he was known as the people's, like, Help me understand. Those are words that my father would always say to me, my brothers and I, help me understand. And all it is is giving someone different information and we're relating and having a conversation. So uh, yeah. I still for staying steadfast with what you do because I'm sure people come at you for just having a show that you want to bring love light and uh, an opinion. And I'm like you, 90, well, at least I think, you know, 99% of the time I won't answer. I mean, I'll say my canned answer is thank you for listening to my show. Someone will go on about how, how much they hate me. I'll say thank you for listening. But every now and then, yes, I will go like, you know what? The stars are aligning. I have a minute. And you know what? I'm a little stressed out today. And yeah, you're going to get the brunt of it. And I'm now going to unleash on you. And here you go. 
and not for nothing, I'm a lawyer. Like, I don't know. You don't really win an argument against a lawyer. That's a whole nother conversation. So bringing so, it back to you yes. and Julius <laughs> and daytime TV. So let's talk about your Emmy nominated outstanding performance as an actor in Venice, the series. Uh, Which isn't necessarily daytime TV, but... Um, it kind of is daytime TV. Because, a little bit, right? Uh, the the star of Venice series, Christian Chappelle, uh, multi-Emmy winner, was on One Life to Live in Guiding Light, New York City, one of the first um, female love stories um, on CBS uh, with Jessica Lucia when the soaps went off in New York. She had the idea of, let me create this show here, and was one of the first digital drama series. It was Venice series. Um, like I said, won a handful of episodes, um, Emmys. Uh, she was my um, soap opera crush. I think Crystal Chappelle is beautiful. Um, she is, she's a ballsy broad for me. And I think she, uh, classically gorgeous. And I met her years ago at Nadia Bjorlin's wedding. And my twin Lawrence knew that I liked her, kind of was obsessed about her. Um, I met her and at one point during my um, blushing, I said, uh, if you ever need somebody like me, I'd love to be part of your show. And a year and a half later, I got an email and she said, uh, would you like to come play with us? And it was um, the role of a detective, um, played season five and they were so happy with what I did. They brought me back season six and um, I got to plan this really, really fun. And I played twins, Nick and Nate Fander. And I got to plan this really, beautiful storyline of, um, you know, the real story is of, um, you know, Crystal and Jessica's characters and um, Annie and Gina and their love story and the ins and outs. And they left Venice to go to New York to follow a storyline. And I played the assistant to the editor of a magazine, Mont Femme. Her name was Holland, played by the uh, gorgeous Orla Cassidy. Um, who the, and here's what I love about Crystal is she brought soap opera actors together to work together again. So when we were in New York, all of her family formed the One Life to Live and Guiding Light. Hilary B. Smith, Tina Sloan, all of them came back to tell a new story. So all the fans of those beloved soap operas got to see their favorites come back on a really great digital drama. And my character... Uh, plays an identical twin, because um, twin to five in season five and six. And my character was bullied and my boss is bullied and she bullies me. And it's this really beautiful storyline and it resonated with me. And the Emmys come around and I figured, because the first time I was on the show, my help, my assistant at the time, I said, I want to submit for the Emmys for nothing other than I mean, it's kind of like, is there, is there, is there a pot? Is there, a, is there an award for yes. what you do? You have awards for what you do. Yeah. It's and funny. That's on my agenda for next year to, for my assistant. It. I'm like, Please. we need to look into this. But can I say, do it. And I remember I submitted a scene and it's a scene where I got to interrogate Crystal's character. Um, and nothing happened. So then this past year, I thought, you know, it was such a poignant scene and it was just heartfelt. And it's my character talking and Lawrence and I were bullied as kids. So I could really tap into that. Um, 
I submitted this four and a half minute clip and I got a phone call from a friend that I was pre-nominated for an Emmy. And it's kind of like right when shutdown pandemic hit. And other than going to big events, other than going to red carpet things, it was very personal to me, which I loved. Um, and I remember the day that the Emmy nominations were coming out, I said to Matt, it's between you and me because we had been on this great path and we had done so much and him and I working together were telling a story. And for those of Matt is my publicist and my friend. And, you know, we were kind of thrown into this, hi, let's meet. And we did. Um, Jennifer Abel introduced us. Hi, Jen. And, you know, what was really beautiful is it was so personal that when the Emmy nomination came out, it was just me and Matt. And um, the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. I got nominated with some really talented men, and people really resonated with my story. And because of that, um, the Emmys were a virtual experience. I was the only guy in a tux. Thank you for, here's the thing. Seriously. For an Emmy, put on a fucking tux, people. Please. Um, That's commitment. Um, it's also respect to my parents. And it's, you know, it's like, I believe that they're here. So I had to be in a tux. And, you know, I made them proud. And for anybody that put on a tux, I don't care if you're at home. Put on a tux. Yeah. Just, um, it's, it's opened up, and I know this is such a long answer, it's just opened up my world in a really beautiful way. Um, people have been really, really lovely, and I've got to talk on bigger platforms because it now says, um, you know, Emmy-nominated, and it's a great show that I'm part of, so anybody that has not, if you want to follow, I just tweeted this yesterday, if you want to fall in love with love, um, visit Venice the Series. It's some of the best acting with some of the, coolest people and it's a love story and we all are you single i am single um and you've been in love before yes so and we Probably. all yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what i'm saying we all go we go it's it's a journey when you're in love and what i love about menace's series is um get on a ride it's the ups and downs the ins and outs the good the bads the the bullying, the having your ass kicked, and the tears, and the comeuppance of love. And it's, yeah, I mean, like, treat yourself. And I am proud to be part of it. And it's also opened up the platform for me to uh, be an ambassador now for this amazing organization to somebody that I've known most of my life called Free to Love. I'm giving it a plug. Free. You can plug whatever you want. Free to luv.org and it's all about self-acceptance it's all about um um celebrating who you are we talk about bullying and you know with where we are in the world now um 
suicides due to cyberbullying and all of it. And especially when puberty kicks in and you are, you know, you're a girl not thinking of the boy, you're a girl thinking about another girl, it's self-acceptance and not shame. And it's not just for the LGBT community, it's for any community. It's for any girl, boy, he, she, they, um, that is struggling and wants to be part of a conversation. So it's amazing and beautiful and um, yeah. Well, and I was gonna say this role, you know, did deal with anti-bullying. And I mean, I, I was bullied too as a child. This interview is not just about me pointing out all the similarities I have to you, but I was. So no, I know- but, I love, but I can tell you, I love, that you're, I love that you're bringing it back too, because I think it's super important. And people assume that because good looking guy, great blue eyes, you have a podcast, within a phone call, people want people like people want to be on your show. So it's not like you have to, you work, but you know what I'm saying? You have yeah. created a great platform, but to hear that you yourself have been bullying, you're reaching out to somebody else and letting them know that they're not alone. Yeah. And it all works out. So why were you bullied? Well, I mean, first of all, I went to school in Connecticut. It's not like I went that far away. But, you know, like your typical, it was suburban and it wasn't 2020, you know, and I was gay. And believe it or not, I actually was also overweight, which is probably why I'm not. I think this, I'm convinced that if you're like, and again, like I think to you, like all shapes and sizes, bravo, it wasn't my thing. So, I mean, I give credit to people that can be happy if they're maybe overweight. Like it's, I'm actually saying this in a positive way because- you're obviously a much more well-adjusted person than I am. Maybe I have things to work on and I'm superficial, but I was overweight as a child, but it really was that plus like being gay and effeminate, well, as feminine as I am and living in a suburb, not in 2020. Um, overweight as a kid, we were fat kids. And up until maybe seven years ago, I was like 30, over 30 pounds overweight for me. And, um, I have horrible uh, body dysmorphia. That's you, you know, and me both. You know, I don't. You know, the struggle. I mean, here's the thing: it's an everyday struggle, and it's you know, um, for people that watch, you know, I'm I'm proud to say I'm sober. I've been sober for 15 years, and you know, one addict, one addiction goes to sex, shopping, food, eating, all of it. And um, there's amazing programs, and the I believe the eating is the toughest because we all need to eat every day. And it's the finding emotional and mental peace within yourself to be like, okay, you're good. And um, hats off to you for at least putting it out there. Yeah, I mean, in a way it has helped me as an adult. Like I really attribute like a lot of my personality as an adult to being bullied as a child in a positive way. Sure. Because like I do have, a, like I don't really fall into like negative comments online. Like I do have a pretty healthy, like I'm able to block out external forces. Sure. Maybe just because I know that my life was miserable back then. And so like this ain't so bad. But I think when you're going through it as a child, I mean, that's why too, like I think the whole like cyberbullying and that's why like when I read comments, like the thing is cyberbullying is a huge problem today. Like when you read these comments, like, I mean, you feel like saying to someone like, I'm not worried about myself. Like I can handle this. 
but in a billion years, would you like, would you ever leave a comment like that for a human being? Like what I just, I get the psychology the only, the psychology behind it is like, you are very unhappy with yourself. And instead of going to therapy and working on yourself, this has made you feel better for this minute. And you want me to respond. You want anyone to respond because then you're heard. Hurt people. Hurt yeah, people. it's true. You know, I don't, um, yeah, I, uh, we were fat as kids. And so I, uh, you know, and here's, here's, and I think it goes back to what I said. I don't, you know, celebrate the size you're in and make it healthy, you know, because I don't, there were moments when I was, you know, super, super unhealthy. And if you don't have your health, what do you have? Mm-hmm. So that's between you, your God and your doctor. And I, you know, I, there's just healthy ways to go about everything. So um, I get it and I commend you for uh, talking about it. And for anybody that, you know, one thing that we just talked about recently on a free to love podcast was um, with cyberbullying, we so we get so engaged, walk away. You know, our feet are the strongest, yeah. strongest tools we have, walk away. Close your computer, talk to somebody. You know, we don't listen, stop, don't engage period. And that's the one thing that I really, really hope I can say to somebody that watches this when they are being taunted. Well, what do you mean I'm fat? What do you mean I'm this? What did I do? Just walk away. Try as hard as it is. Right. And I understand why there are suicides associated with it because children's brains are not fully functioned like ours are. So that's when it's like, but yes, walk away. And yes. And here's the thing, and also call your parents and your partner, mom and dad, and just go, hey, listen, I need help here. <clears throat> yeah, there's no shame in it. No shame in it. We could do a whole, we could do, we have like four more shows we need to do when you come back on. So, and I do have re- repeat guests all the time. Now, you'll come back. Now, just humor me because you've been, no matter how small your part is, I don't know exactly all your parts on these shows, but- you know, when I do my list of top 100 shows, these are some of the shows that would probably make it without overthinking it. So talk to me about Nip Talk. Once, were you in the background? You, 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 oh. you were on. Oh my God, no. We had a guest star. Uh, my twin brother and I, we were the Berkowitz twins. I, I kind of remember this. For real. I'm not just saying that. No, the dinner party where Dr. Christian unzips his pants and you and the monster cock falls out and you hear it land on the dinner plate. Donna Mills, Joan Van Ark, Sherry Belafonte, Deborah Shelton. Uh, it was, uh, because of that, Donna Mills has become family to us. It was, happy birthday, Donna, two days ago. Um, it was an amazing moment. And Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, awesome people. Couldn't have been. And the, fan, the fans of Nip Talk, pretty great. People to this day, oh my God, one of the Berkowitz twins. Yes. Well, see, this is because I'm not sober and I drink lots of vodka. I remember, I remember things, but when it comes to like specific things in TV shows, that's when I'm like, you would think I'd remember everything. It's not the case. But now that you say this, it comes, but Nip Talk is one of the best shows ever. Really Ryan Murphy in a way before he was Ryan Murphy, technically, if there is such a thing. Um, the episode is, um. Lulu Grandiron. And all you got to do when we're done, 
Google um, Donna Mills, Lulu Grandiron dinner scene. It's such good. And what I loved is I sat next to, oh, you know what? This is when I was 30 pounds heavier. I was miserable inside. <clears throat> so please look. Um, I'm right here next to Donna, but watching Donna Mills look at John Ben Ark and their history. And, you know, they're the best of friends. They grew up, they were adults, but on one of the most iconic soap operas of TV, Knott's Landing, but to watch, just to watch. And it was um, like, like I'd look at Donna and go, okay, what are you thinking? I'd look at John and go, what are you thinking? And Lawrence is good friends with Joan's daughter. So it was, um, Awesome. And, and to see them together at events, it's great. because you, you became friends with Donna Mills just from this scene? I mean, yeah, it's um, possible. I, 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 I get it. I was with her when I was a kid. And I met her on an airplane and we were going to Hawaii. And I remember being obsessed to find her on the island of Maui. It never happened. Um, we met and when our episode aired, we had traded phone calls and chatted. And we are now invited to her... Uh, Christmas party, she was just here, socially distant, um, about a month ago with um, her and her uh, beau Larry, and they brought their dogs, and it was, um, she's family. Her daughter, Chloe, is, um, we're great pals, and then they're family, and I love them, and. Um, well, tell her that I am a fan. She's not Landing, Dallas was really my thing, but Knott's Landing was great. See, I'm, I'm dating myself now, too. I can get you, I can get Donna Mills for you, too. I, I would talk to Donna Mills. She's her and Joan Van. Like we'll we'll exchange info. She's she's great. It's a, it was a great show. She's magical. She's and what you see is what you get. That's and Nip Talk was a great show. Now I do kind of remember you on this show too. Did you want to say something else about Nip Talk? I was just thinking, can we just talk about how great she looks? I'm just, come on. That's all. She's, yes, she's hauled up. And Michelle Lee wasn't there. Wasn't Michelle Lee on Nip Talk at some point? See, I know my stuff. I mean, this is a pop culture podcast, sweetie. Okay, now, okay, let's back, back up into pop culture. Um, Mich Michelle Lee was not on Nip Talk with us. She Again, Deborah, Shel Deborah Shelton Dallas, um, Sherry Belafonte from Hotel. Um, oh, yeah. What was her married last name? Harper. Sherry Belafonte. Okay, you're good. I know, I know. If I, if I had, if there were more hours in the day, I would have a whole second podcast, which is not going to happen, about like 80s music. And I would just spend all day on that. But what are your thoughts on the Bionic Woman? You know, I never got into that. It what? You loved it. It was almost like, I know, I'm sorry. I know. It was almost like too, I never got into like the sci-fi stuff. I, I know, but it's still in the same wheelhouse. It's a woman with like, like I never really, I mean, I watched Wonder Woman. I never like was like bowing down to Linda Carter. She was never a thing. <clears throat> it's it was for me, Dallas, like Linda Gray was like, is what everything like that. That's Sue Ellen Ewing? I mean, come on now. Um, Charlene Tilton's my friend. I have spoken to her before and tried to get her on this. Like, we've spoken. I think she means well, and then it just doesn't go anywhere. She's... I know. Listen, I I've had a deal. I'll make a call. <clears throat> 
she would be great. She's always like, that sounds great. And then it just, so Nip Talk, yes, talk to me about revenge. And I do remember you kind of on revenge. Like, did uh, you have scenes? Like, again, remind me, like with Madeline Stowe and Emily Van Camp. Yeah, that's, that's that's the only people I worked with. Uh, you were Danny. Uh, <clears throat> she, you show up to her in makeup at five in the morning, and all I remember is this, and I'm exhausted already at five a.m. because I go pee at three a.m. So it wasn't the best night's sleep. All I remember was my makeup chair was here, and I got this. Good morning, I'm Madeline Stowe, and I went. Of course you are. Uh, one of the one of the, you know it's every acting job is one of my favorites. Uh, it's kind of up there in regards to one of my dearest friends was my husband on the show, Anil Kumar. We met. We we were one of the big plot twists. Um, Emily Van Camp, when she was on Brothers and Sisters, was a crush of mine too. So to meet her, look at her, stare at her. Um, great, but here's the thing I'll say about old school actors. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a long day. The characters were um, engaged, their engagement party. And every actor has a stand-in. Like there's a scene, not a scene, there's a photo I have, a Getty photo of all of us sitting because we were um, at this ballroom and all of us were sitting and I was with every star of that episode in, a, in an actor's chair. And we were together for like 18 hours. It was the, one of the very last shots of the day and Madeline's character and I had to have one-on-one. -on -one. And at one point she looked at the director and she said, now I just wanna make sure, do you want me to look at Gregory this way or that way? Madeline Stowe was such a consummate professional 18 hours later, she remembered my, I was a guest star on the show for one day. She took time to remember my name, address me by name, and stayed for my, when you do a shot, like if I'm looking at Madeline, I'm giving her her eyeline. She could have had a stand and do it. She stayed for my eyelines. She did not move. She was on her mark. Every time it was my dialogue, she gave it back. And most actors have stand-ins do it. Um, it was impressive. Same thing with Emily. They both were there giving me what I needed as an actor. Neither of them were divas. They were just, and it was a great set with great people. Um, and again, the guy that played my husband, Rohan, him and I become the best of friends. And uh, the revenge fans are delicious as well. And, yes, and there was no like tension, like Madeline's the star, Emily's the star. No. I want to give you scoop, but no, they were, you know what? I think they all respected their jobs. You know, the only person I didn't talk to is the guy that played Nolan. And um, I, I can't remember his name. And he was just yeah. there. There was, um, they were all just really, really nice. Um, you know, uh, when I was talking about Criminal Minds, even though it's not one of your favorites, uh, they all just treat each other with such respect. And... Of course, I can't remember the lead. Um, him and I spent the whole morning together. Um, who's talking uh, Criminal Minds. <clears throat> Mustache. I'm thinking Ralph, Alfred Molina, but that's wrong. Um, him and I spent the whole morning together, and he sent me a really sweet email. His name will come to me. And he just said, you know, for people to come into shows, um, 
and create these characters for one day, what we as actors really do is hard because we do have to tell the story and it does have to make sense for what that is on that day. So no, they were very receptive, very kind. It was a great show. So good. What about you were a maitre d' on the classic 90210? I'm just, listen, these are, <laughs> did you see how diverse, I mean, they're all the same, but this is a diverse television taste, right? Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, Melrose Place was more my thing than 90210, but I loved 90210 too. But I was, I was on the reboot. You I were? Was, oh. I, with Ashley Simpson? I watched that from, you know. No, I just around it. I was on the reboot with uh, uh, just. Oh, 90210. Got you. Yeah. Uh, little good to know is David Rappaport, casting director, is now the casting director for Supergirl, Batwoman, um, the huge Marvel world um david rapaport has completely um blown up taken all the oh blowing up in in many many words yes yeah he's um he's a great guy and he found what works good on him i'm available to be somebody's dad david thanks who was your so who was your were, did you have anyone in your scene and i know to went out like a shannon tori <laughs> jessica loundis yeah. When she oh, was, okay, I got it. It was the replay, I got it. And I worked with Elaine Hendricks, who played her manager, and she put me in my spot. Yeah, she she did one of these to me. Yeah, the, the yeah, made her D. That was me. Well, also, I mean, you tie in the Annalyn McCord, because she was on Nip Talk. I don't know. She No, she was. Um, we're in the same episode. I don't work with her, but we're in the same episode, if you want to. IMDB cross-pollinate. Annalyn McCord has gotten, she's one of those that she has gotten like parts on almost every show. Like she was on Dallas, the reboot. Thank you very much. Yeah, she was good on that. The shows I that I, yeah. And it was a great show. And she was on Secrets and Lies with Ryan Felipe, which was phenomenal. But she okay. wasn't, she was on the, she was on the second season, I think. Okay. With Michael Ealy. Secrets and Lies with Juliette Lewis. Go watch it. Okay, uh, Michael Ealy. I was just on Michael with on Westworld with Michael Ealy. Didn't work with him, but we were in the same episode. The did you love being on the on Westworld? Like, did you work with like Rachel, like Evan, Rachel Wood, like Tandy oh, Newton? Well, we asked each other in the parking lot, and I just smiled every time. Um, no, all my scenes were with Vincent Cassell and uh, Tessa Thompson, uh, kick-ass actors. Uh, at one point, I was sitting on the stage because the year before, two years before that, I was on Counterpart, J.K. Simmons. And it was the same studio, same stage. So it's kind of like coming home. Um, at one point I was like this with uh, Tessa Thompson. We're in between takes and I was like this. She caught my eye and I said, oh my God, you're Tessa Thompson. And she said, I am. And I said, you were so beautiful. And she couldn't have been nicer. She was sweet and her and Vincent Cassell as actors, uh, they play tennis with you. They seriously play. I think great acting is a great game of tennis. And they gave me my reverses. They gave me my lines. They were just in it. And there's a lot of actors that are the leads of shows that will get up and walk away and let their body double do it. But they were in it to win it with us. What okay. about AOC? Please tell me you had a scene with Misha Barton. No. But I sat in her makeup chair. 
I played a guy named Gus. Chris Carmax, did you watch the show? Like every millisecond of it, yes. Okay, but do you remember Chris, you know? Uh, Chris Carmack, who's now on the classic Grey's Anatomy. Who are, can we, do you know people that to get me on Grey's? It's my dream as an actor to be on Grey's. That's, like, no, I do not, but that's a great, that's a great dream to have. I uh, cried my ass off last night in the episode. Um, like Ellen really, Pompeo is, I mean, Meredith Grey, first of all, Shonda Rhimes. Did you watch Scandal? I didn't. Probably one of the best shows that's ever existed. But Sean, but Grey's right up there for like just the writing and Meredith Grey. It's great storytelling. It's amazing. Um, I played Gus, I played Chris Cormack's father's um, lover. Do you remember that episode in the car dealership? No. And yeah, please go back. No offense to you again. Like I, you know what it is? Here's what I like to think. I don't think that I have early Alzheimer's or I don't think it's the vodka. I just think that like, if you live a very fast paced life, this is what I've decided. Like there's just like, if I didn't have a lot going on, I would remember everything. Like, yeah, and I think remember you, everything. Like, I mean, ap- apparently you do. You, you need to Google OC the Kiss of Gus. OC Gus the Kiss. Uh, it was with a guy named Brian McNamara. The thing about that was, it was the first male to male kiss for Fox ever on primetime TV. Oh wow! Uh, it wasn't received well because it was during the holiday season. But here's the great part about it: we were the last scene of the day. And um, Brian and I, we just said, hey, and it's the first guest. So I just said, uh, let's, just, uh, let's just knock it out. We did the kiss twice. And he's married with kids. And we we're walking to our cars. And hey, nice meeting you, nice meeting you. And he looked at me and he goes, uh, so was it a good kiss? I'm like, well, you tell me. And he goes, well, well yeah. And he's like, was it a good kiss? I said, yeah, it's a good kiss. And then we have never seen each other since. And it was. Well, that's a good story. Thank you. So Brian McNamara, you're a good kisser. Your lips were a little chapped, I will say. Because mm. I wanted to hand you my um, lip stuff. But, but you are a consummate professional. Um, yeah. And uh, you didn't have ass breath, which is great. And um, we got into it. You know, and here's what I liked about it, though. Uh, great actor that just dove into it. He's like, listen, um, I've never kissed a guy. It is, you know, and he didn't ask, he didn't ask me personal. We didn't talk personal. We just um, said, let's just do this. And um, nothing better than people getting into something and just doing it and not thinking about it. So Right. Um, and like not knowing your own personal background, like what does that matter? You're doing a character. It was love and I, you know, I kissed him. He kissed me and it was great. Well, those are the four shows that of all the things you've done. I know you've done a lot. Westworld is. Thank you, but you didn't. You haven't even seen my OC yet. You're gonna. Well, I'm gonna have to. Dinner party. OC the kiss, and um, Donna Mills and Nip Talk. Yes, I, I. But I physically watched all of these. This isn't like I mean, recent, like I watched you in all of these things. I just don't specifically remember. But I guarantee you, I watched all four of those scenes. Well, I'm gonna send you everything. Please do. You're welcome. When you get recognized, like, what is it? Is it Westworld? Is it General Hospital? Is it Revenge, like you say? It's a lot of General Hospital. Um, Lately, it's a lot of Westworld. 
I mean, um, I can see that because it's current. And uh, and then, uh, 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 and I'm hating myself because the lead of Criminal Minds. Oh, or right, is a Criminal Minds because that was a- I'm hating it, yeah. And, oh, uh, uh, Joe Montaigne. Yes. And amazing guy, uh, an actor's actor and super uh, supportive. Uh, yeah, it's Westworld lately. Um, there's a, a criminal minds, a lot of criminal minds. Um, yeah, and I don't mean to underestimate, you know, undervalue your work in criminal minds. Criminal minds is probably the highest rated of every show I just mentioned. So it's um, a big hit. You know, yeah, you know, I get a lot of this, especially with Bang Lawrence's twin. I know you, and I'm like, I know you. Um, I, I'm lucky I've been on some really, really, really fun shows. Um, a lot of Venice people, which I like. Right. Um, not so much lately because the world is shut down. But um, yeah, it's super fun. I, uh, I have the best job in the world. What can I say? Before we talk about a few quick recent projects, let's talk about The Housewives for a minute. Go. Again, this is a whole nother show you can come back and do. So I texted Kathy Wakili, because I know her well, to tell her, I swear to God. No, you didn't. I mean, okay, did I owe her a text in general anyway? Look, as I call her mom. I know you do. So I, I texted her just in general, because I, you know how like when you're just, you're like, I, I owe this person a text. So I, I used you as my like, sorry, I haven't talked to you okay, in forever. You can use me whenever you need. Thank you. But I did say, in addition to the first, like, well, I said, I'm having Gregory Zarin on my podcast, Zarin, uh, next week, thought of you, blah, blah, blah. And she said, Gregory, my sweetheart, I miss him so much. I mean, she said some other things too. So there you go. Kathy sends her love. I love you, mom. So how do you know Kathy and where did you get to like calling her mom? Uh, as I said earlier, our mom died. Um, 20 years ago, I got into the uh, housewives, uh, the housewives train a little bit later. So her first season was when I started watching. Uh, Lawrence knew uh, he had already met Slade and Gretchen. <clears throat> I knew of, but so I'm watching housewives and there's a scene with Kathy and her children and it really made me think of my mom. Um, so I was brand new to Twitter. And I sent a tweet and it said, um, hey, Kathy, my name's Gregory. The way you are with your children makes me think of my mother. And I attached a photo of a Gerber daisy. Within 30 seconds, I got a reply that just said, thank you so much. Um, this, so it was, this opened up the clouds. We were doing a little back and forth. She couldn't have been sweeter. And then I said, uh, well, I have a twin brother. He may tweet too, because Lawrence and I talked about it, about how much she was just down to earth and genuine. Um, we then start tweeting and connecting a bit. We are then in New York and Gretchen at the time was doing New York Fashion Week. She had a luggage line showing and we are at this venue and Lawrence and I look over and we see Kathy and Richie. Lawrence first says, oh shit, you know, Richie may wanna know who the good looking twins are that are totally tweeting their, his wife we go over, she goes, oh my God, my twins. We introduce ourselves to Richie, like, we get you're married, we love your wife. Um, and 
this friendship was born. And we are family with them to the point of, um, we call them mom and dad. And people are like, wait, we didn't know you had twins. And, you know, Richie and Kat, I mean, Joe, her kids could be my kids. Uh, Richie is way older than us. Kathy kind of closer. Um, and um, we just call them mom and dad and they are family. And, you know, the, this is, you know, here's what I love about Richie. Richie protects his family. He loves his family. And, mm -hmm. you know, he kind of uh, gave us a little bit of, uh, who are you guys? And, you know, he will reach out to us. He will reach out to us independently. Um, we have our own friendships with them. But here's what I realized. We know it's real. We were uh, at her mom's 80th birthday, Noni's 80th birthday. And there's this photo of Noni putting her hands on our cheeks and saying, God gave me two more grandchildren. And um, they are, they've stayed in my guest house. They are my family and um, love everything about them. Yeah. Do you watch, still watch New Jersey Housewives? You don't have to. I do. You do. I'm friends with Margaret. Me too. I've had, I've had um, please send her a text. I, I will yeah. now that I've now that I've had you on. Yeah, I love Margaret. Uh, I've had I've had a great lunch with her and her mom. Um, How do you know Margaret? Just through. Uh, I was introduced to her through a friend, and we became really somebody that worked with her, and we just became, you know, uh, we be just we became friends, and her. Uh, storyline in regards to her stepkids. Um, I have a stepmom and I got it and I get it. And my stepmom has two daughters and there was a bit of a dance for a long time. And, you know, parents do the best they can. And we had this really emotional, loving uh, lunch with her and her mom. And then we've just, we were just texting a little bit uh, last week. And uh, I got to meet Dolores, who I think is cool. And, you know, my heart goes out to moms and their boys. So you met like the nice New Jersey housewives. Well, I mean, it's, listen, I mean, you know, when you have bad things to say about this group of people, Dolores, Kathy, and Margaret are pretty on the unscathed. You know, yeah, I don't, you know, when a lot of people, you know, a lot of people have, um, have said to me, you know, what, what is Kathy's relationship with Teresa? And all I'm gonna say is that's their relationship. You know, it's not, you know, I know, I know that when the father died, I wasn't there. I don't know the story. I just know that Kathy and Richie Wakili and their kids and Rosie, um, they are do or die loyal and they're amazing people. And they, you know, I love them and they love me. And people, you know, here's what I want to say is people only want to hear bad things about people. Mm -hmm. We all love gossip. We all, I mean, I wish I had great gossip to tell you, but I don't, you know, I, um, I like good gossip too. You know, they I are, do. You know, you know, when Teresa's father died, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. All I know is um, it's not my story to share. Are you shocked ever at, like, say, New Jersey, just particularly, like, where it's gone? I mean, it's a much different show now than the Kathy's. You know, I don't. You know, the whole hair pulling thing. What are your thoughts about that? You know, the whole thing with Danielle. Well, see, you know, you tell me, like, how it works with you. You know, I, I always get caught between housewives in just the world that I live in.
Sure. Um, I don't believe you should ever cause violence on anybody. I don't. No. I think, you know, we're human beings and we're human doings and we do shit. I don't. Uh, I, 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 you know, I believe. Here's my analogy of all of it. I believe to some level we are all, we're all animals. And if you beat that dog in that cage, the dog is going to come back one day and just say enough. And I, you know, I believe that, here's what I believe. I believe that a lot of things could come from conversation and people don't talk enough. I don't believe that, I, I believe that more people say you're wrong and look at what you did. And I think also a lot of it is, um, you know, cameras are going and you know, things are off. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do? You know, so uh, that's what I believe. But I'm friends with Margaret and I'm loyal to her and I don't ever think someone should put their hands on someone else. No, that was heartbreaking to me. That was sad. Like, you, 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 you fucking hurt somebody. What, what, what are you doing? You know, I don't, you know, somebody asked me recently what my favorite, somebody, I was on a, something and somebody said, what is your most real moment on any Housewives episode? And I think the most authentic moment back to Eileen Davidson, is when uh, Lisa Rinna took the glass and shattered it and said, don't come after my husband. It was real. It was animalistic. It was protective. Because Lawrence and I were friends with Lisa when she used to be on Soap Talk and days our soap worlds have passed. And we see her at events often um, before COVID. Um, it was real. And uh, to me, that's getting as real as you possibly can on any level. Don't come after my husband. And I think- Yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, I could see that. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. Do you think like Lisa Rinna, this is the part she was born to play? Or do you watch and you say, this is not the Lisa Rinna that I know as a person for many years? Uh, Lawrence is closer to her than I am. I always am greeted, and even Harry Hamlin always gives me a hug and a kiss. And I, I they're, they're good people. I am, I think we have a thousand parts to play in our lifetime. You know, I think, um, I think as time goes on, I think our, their places on the shows evolve into what they are. You know, I think everyone was um, taken with the whole Denise and Brandy thing. You know, I think, uh, People are still, look, I just brought it up. People are talking about it. Kind of. That's a whole nother conversation too, that I think and, it's a reality show and then you become a caricature of yourself at some you know, point. I think, I think you lose self some, I, listen, here's the truth. I think you lose self. You know, with my family, my brothers and I have been approached, especially with keeping up with the Kardashians. You know, our dad was the best of buddies with Robert Kardashian. And I asked him, I said, what would Bob, think of this reality show and he said armenians are very private and they he wouldn't be happy with exploitate the exploitation of everything on camera um when our dad died we were approached ad nauseum to do a reality show and we passed out of respect for our father because he wasn't here to make a decision for us and we are his legacy i think um if you play something as real as you possibly can be, it's entertaining. I feel if you veer off into the outlandish to be relevant, you have to look at that within you. I mean, we're all in a, 
everyone was entertained when Lisa Rinna shadowed the glass and said, don't do that. You know, everyone, you know, you know, everyone is entertained when, you know, Kathy's daughter went through brain surgery. You know, when it's real, we are captivated because we relate to it. When it's so outlandish and it then becomes about just intentionally hurting somebody, that's when I go, okay, that's a lot because then you're fucking with people's lives. And your father told you this about Robert, that he would probably be like, I don't know about this. He did. <clears throat> he did. He said Robert would probably be turning over in his grave because it's a very proud culture. I'm not, I'm not saying that what, listen, Chris Jenner's a genius. I just, I've met her once. She's very good friends with Lawrence and Lawrence and um, Chris have mutual friends. Um, I think what she did is genius. I think she brought the world into a culture, the Armenian culture, in a way that people didn't really talk about it in this country. Um, I listen. If you know Kim, Kim had women pulled out of jail mm -hmm. because of her stature in this world. Good on them. You know they. She brought. You know one tweet from one of them can change going left or right. So I think Chris Jenner is genius. I think what she is. I just read last night that they're now going to continue on Hulu. Did you read that too? Yeah, I mean, which, okay, that makes sense to me. Like, even when it happened, I was like, mm, is this over? Yeah. Or does no, does so, this family just want too much money and it's just not going to work with E because E is going in some direction? Here's the truth. If you're going to be that powerful, what are you going to do? And how are you going to do it? You know, I don't. Yeah. Well, when, before we wrap up, when you come back on, there's going to have to be a whole, uh, literally, I can't even, the topics keep growing, but just quickly, did so like knowing your father and Robert, like, did you grow up like around Clo Money and Kim? Clo oh no, yeah, no, Clo no, Money. They, I, they were just friends. My dad and Bob were just friends. They were the first, they were the, there was a moment when I was in high school that nobody knew what Armenian was. Right. It was Larry Zarian and Bob Kardashian. You know, my dad came here when he was 15 and nobody had any, when somebody said to me in high school, you know, what nationality are you? I said, I'm Armenian and German. And they said, I don't know what Armenian is. You know, Glendale, where I grew up, is now known as like Little Armenia. And it's because the mayor, my dad, was the mayor for four terms, city council, 16 years. Um, because you, an Armenian is very family-based. You see how tight they are. Yeah, it's, you know, my whole thing is during the genocide, over you know a million point something Armenians were massacred. So you have this culture walking together and surviving a genocide. So they are very connected. Um, it is one of the most rich, especially with what happened recently with Armenia and Karabakh and Azerbaijan. It is just this culture that will fight for its existence um it is um a rich culture so my dad and bob kardashian and they were friends fast forward to the show coming out my dad didn't get it because he would never do something like that you know he, he did say he goes you know he respected chris for what she's doing and um he said that kim is beautiful he was cute about it cheers did your father ever get close to share because she's armenian um, so you know whom I didn't? Um, she is. Uh, he didn't. I actually just sent her. I had a dream about her. I sent her a tweet. 
Um, Adrian Barbeau. You know Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Uh, My dad and Adrian were friends. Interesting. Well, Cher would just be a whole nother, you know. All right. So before we wrap up, for real, two things. Let's talk about two current projects, 86 Melrose Avenue. It is a psychological hostage thriller. Um, It has won a buttload of awards. It'll be released in the beginning of 2021, written and directed by Lily Mata. And um, it's um, about mental illness and the um, ravages of PTSD. And it's about um, 10 people on one of them being held hostage in an art gallery. And um, we all come to terms with who we are and what our existence is about. That sounds great. You know, I love it. For real. Yeah, it's one of the toughest things I've ever done as an actor, to have a gun pointed at my head for weeks on end. Yeah, when it comes out, see it, please. It's Yeah, that sounds good. And we have to address PTSD, so I'm really, really proud of it. And then let's talk about Family Biz, second season on BET. The Family Business, uh, I'm on season one. Uh, it's BET Plus. Uh, oh, sorry. It's okay, no. Um, first season was BET, now it's BET Plus. They are shooting their third season, I'm coming back. Um, I am the boss to Assassins. It's very fun. And since you like pop culture, my co-star was Sam Asgari, Britney Spears' boyfriend. Any good Britney stories? Did she pop by the set? Um, she was going to be this because uh, they were filming during um, lockdown and he had been gone so long. Uh, I heard that she may be coming to spend time on set, but he wrapped out before she had to. There was one moment though that we were sitting and um, we were in a break of filming and she had called in for one second. I like went, oh, I saw her phone number. That's, that's, that's my story. Could you, have really put your, could you have put your phone up and like just pretended you were talking to someone and take a picture? Um, I tried, but I couldn't. Um, he's a really good guy, really sweet. And he's, um, he's from Iran. So we had a lot of um, stories to talk about because we talked about his dad and my dad and just, uh, it was nice. And I mean, not for shade, because I love happy, positive stories. Yes. But like if someone calls you and their name doesn't come up and the number comes up, does he not have Brittany saved in his phone? It said Brittany. Oh. Brittany or babe. Yeah. But you saw the number. Okay. So. And no, he never talked free Brittany or anything like that? No free Brittany, nothing. You think I'm a shady bitch. Um, no, no, I think you're asking all the right questions that I wish I had better answers. I feel like I'm a boring interview for you because I'm not bringing you shade. Listen, before we go, I had Tom Felicia, you know, Queer Eye, the designer. He came on my show. I don't even remember when it was over the summer. We had a very lovely interview. He too said he was so boring and blah, blah, blah. He told his most innocent story about J-Lo that about a Christmas, he was doing a Christmas tree for her and the Christmas tree started falling because it wasn't secured tightly and it almost fell on her and it basically did fall on her. Really like nothing of an interesting story. And then the episode comes out and it's viral all over the world. And like, this is all everyone wants to talk about. And Tom is like, oh my God. So- you might think you're being boring, but you've told some very, I, I am, in, I, I like the small details, so you're not boring. Here's the thing, buddy. Right. You no, I've, 
and I've enjoyed speaking to you immensely. Now, you will come back on. We will keep in touch. How should I keep in touch with you? Should I DM you on Instagram? No, Matt will give you my stuff. Okay. I'll get Matt's info. He's going to get you Donna Mills. I'll take it. You reach out to Charlene Tilton and then my twin. You can get his side. I'll take, I'll take all of it. And this will be a special two-part episode, which we do. I mean, it's going to be two parts. And Kathy's coming up on my podcast too. Stop. At some point. Can you, can you just, and I need you just to say, um, because you'll be recording her, and um, please tell us why Gregory is your favorite twin. Well, listen, she responded to that text right away. She always does, though, but she, she was very happy to. You know, I'll say this again. Uh, when I come back, again, what you see is what you get. You know, I got to spend time with her and her family and just, you know, everybody, here's, here's the one thing. You know, I think every family fights. The difference is they were fighting on camera. You know, there's two sides to every story. And what I am grateful for in regards to being part of their family is from the minute of my first tweet, what you see is what you get. There's nothing different. And uh, I agree. I went to her and Richie invited me into Pizza Love. I don't know if they had that when you were here last. I have the sweatshirt, yes. And now you're gonna get a mug from me. So like, this is all. It's Christmas early. But same thing, like, you know, we, I went in like this, they're like, this is, you know, just like what you would expect. They're like, it's our restaurant, we're treating you. And just, I mean, I don't need any of that. And there's like kind people, really. I'll tell you this really quick. And then uh, I, I'm sure Matt wants to kill me is, when I was filming Venice season, we were filming in Caldwell, Jersey. And I had been in the city. I stayed with them for a week. And Kathy drove me to work every day. They, I had my own room and I would wake up and she was up, coffee was ready. And you know, our mom died. And the love that I get from this woman, she treats me Again, we're contemporaries. She yes. treats, it's the love that our mom gives a kid. And she would drive me, like I would say, my mom pick, took me to work and picked me up. Um, come on, I'd come home and Richie would grill and I'd play with the kids and just, what you see is what you got. And um, See, if you ever moved to Franklin Lakes, you'd be sad. Or New York City, look, you have a whole crew to hang out with now. I'm gonna stay with you and then we're gonna go to the Hamptons. We have <sighs> and I gotta send you a cat. Yes. No cats, no dogs. You can send me a small fish. I'll do that. Where can everyone find you? I'll get your info from Matt also. At Gregory Zarian, period. That's easy. Simple. Everyone needs to follow you. Westworld, 86 Melrose, all these other new projects. I really appreciate this. Really, I want you to come back on. I would love to, and uh, you're awesome. You are. Thank you. No, I'm was... real. I like to bring some realness, you know, and I really have enjoyed speaking to you. I do not enjoy speaking to everyone that Thank comes you. on this show. I thought I would enjoy you. So there you go. Well, it's good for more hugging. Yeah, seriously. When I'm out there next, when you're out here, keep in touch. This was great. Sorry to take up two hours of your time. Okay, this was great. No, well, I'm coming back. And we also have, more. I have my twin brother on. All of that. All of that. Seriously, we'll, we'll make it happen. All right, so don't work too hard, and I'll reach out to Matt later today. Please um, be safe, uh, wear your mask, and uh, happy holidays if we don't talk before that. Happy holidays. I'll send you, I'll, I'll send my information to him. Please.
All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.